We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. I'm Alphonse Sidney, a.k.a. Alf954. I am your host of Hangover Time on the Miami Heat Beat Twitch channel. Uh, we're here at the after the... Uh, the Heat lose by eight to the uh, juggernaut Minnesota Timberwolves, who are fourteen and forty-two. Uh, but okay, we did play that at home. I played them at home where they're nine and nineteen. Um, I've been told I'm too negative. I've been told I'm too hard on the guys. I've been told that you know it's early. That you know the, these problems will fix themselves in the playoffs. This, that, and the third. I, I've been I've been told everything. I've been, everyone tells me, Alf, why are you so negative? Why are you so negative? They'll win a game by two points against a, against a trash team, and I'm upset afterwards because this offense is fucking putrid. And they say, Alf, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? This is why I'm fucking mad. This game right here, you play the Timberwolves in a game you need to fucking win because you are sinking down the ladder of the fucking East Coast East Coast playoff picture, Eastern Conference playoff picture, and you're just it's worse and worse game by game as other teams are winning. Boston is coming around. You need to beat the fucking Timberwolves. You need to beat them, right? And first of all, you play like shit the whole game. And then you come into the fourth quarter with a five-point lead somehow, some way, after playing like hot garbage. And you know what lineup you throw out there for me to watch? Like, for the fucking cable I pay American money for. They threw out a fucking lineup of Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, and Precious Achua. That I paid money for. I paid for fucking cable every 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 month. And that's the fucking lineup you put out there with a five-point lead. And guess what? Shockingly, the lead goes away. And now with eight minutes left, you bring fucking Jimmy Butler, Bam out of bio, and Trevor Ariza back in to fucking save your ass. And guess what? It didn't fucking happen. This team has a ton of fucking issues and until and like and we can sit here and sugarcoat shit and lie about shit and fucking pretend shit ain't happening. Oh, he Tyler's a sophomore. He, shut the fuck up. I know Tyler's a sophomore, but they're counting on him. They brought in one guard in the offseason, Avery Bradley, because they expected Tyler Hero to make this leap. Okay? It ain't Tyler's fault. It ain't the fan base's fault. It's the fucking Heat's fault. Plain and goddamn simple. 
Like, stop getting mad at me because I am disappointed in Tyler's production. The Miami Heat organization told you over the summer that a short offseason for an injured Goran Dragic wasn't going to be a big deal. A heavy fucking load for Jimmy Butler wasn't going to be a big deal because fucking goddammit, Tyler Hero was coming to the fucking rescue. That's what they told you when the only guard they picked up was Avery fucking Bradley. And so don't get mad at me when I'm frustrated when this motherfucker is a minus 25 in 23 minutes. A minus 25. The next worst was a minus eight for Gabe Vincent. Like, get the fuck out of my face with you're too hard on Tyler. I, it's not Tyler's fault I'm hard on Tyler. It's the Heat's fault I'm hard on Tyler because they said they didn't need guards. They 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 went out and got Precious instead of Desmond Bain because they didn't need guards. You don't need guards. You have this fucking you have you're deep at the guard fucking position with Kendrick Nunn who couldn't fucking guard me with uh, Tyler Hero who couldn't fucking guard me with Goran Dragic who couldn't fucking guard me. They're deep at the guard position with Gabe Vincent who's a, who's a G leaguer. They're deep at the guard position. You don't need Desmond Bain. That now at the trade deadline, oh, the Heat don't need Kyle Lowry. Oh, you have the fucking future. Well, what about the fucking present? You just fucking got your ass whooped by the goddamn Timberwolves. I'm sorry, bring me out, brass. I, listen, I didn't mean to go on that long. I, I mean, I mean, what am I being too harsh? It's drip drop fucking Friday. We're supposed to be having a good time, but I had to watch Max Juice, Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Gorn Dragons, and Precious Achua start a fucking fourth quarter on cable that I pay for. It wasn't a legal stream. I paid for that shit tonight. We're all paying for this terrible week of basketball, staying up late watching these fucking Mother Motherfucker! What is everybody drinking brass? Y'all better be drinking some hard shit tonight. Let's go. God damn it, man! I don't know if y'all think I'm being too harsh out here. I, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the YouTube fucking rep- the, the the YouTube comments saying Alpha's too negative. Uh, Alpha, you're being too negative. Oh, Tyler's 23. Shut the fuck up. Well, Tyler's 21. I don't give a fuck how old Tyler is. They're depending on him, and he's a minus 25. It, it's it's hard to do that shit. Only Precious Ochoa can get those kind of numbers. Anyway. Moose, what are you drinking tonight? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm going to drink like my father and drink away the disappointment. I got to hit him one time with a drink. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> By the way, me, me and uh, me and Moose rocking the drip drop merch. I got one on. I got. Oh, one you on. got it? You got yes. it? Yeah, I got it. Y'all want to hit up the Drip Drop merch, go to store.miamiheatbeat.com. I think that's oh, the site. Um, <laughs> Should be. Close enough. Um, yeah. Go, go look it up. You, you'll find it. If you want this shit, you'll find it. Tiff, I, I'm drinking. Um, there we go. There we go. There you go. Crown Royal and Ginger Ale. Uh, Tiff, what are you drinking tonight? So I got my, I got my Tito's back. My fresh lime and lemon. But I also want to say, when I watch comedies, I like to eat. So tonight, <laughs> I'm having dark chocolate covered almonds from Trader Joe's. There you go. This shit gets you through it every time. There you go. I, I, I might need to hit up some of that for the rest of this fucking season if Victor Old Depot don't come back. Um, Brass, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, please don't tell me you wasting no fucking energy on a drink tonight. I no, you, I did. I did. You should minimal. just be taking straight fucking shots of rubbing alcohol. I did. The, I did the minimal <laughs> amount of uh, of cocktailing tonight. I, I just I made an uh, old an old fashioned because again, as I said before, too many times this season, this was a good old fashioned ass whooping that we are too familiar with. Jack, what are you drinking tonight? I've got a couple things kind of double fist in it right now because we just got double fisted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> I've got a Shiner Bach here, and I've got a Ranch Water here, so a little bit of a Texas two-step. Jack, you asshole. <laughs> I love you, Jack. 
honestly don't even feel like the, the. I don't even think the Timberwolves were like trying to win that bad. Right. Yo, the Timberwolves like, was like, we trying to get in the lottery, motherfuckers. Yeah, that nigga just <laughs> fell into a win. Like, right. you got sure you don't want to take this? Yeah, sure you don't want it? Yeah, I mean, if you want it, I mean, if you don't want this shit, we we could take it. You know what I mean? Mother. I'm going to answer this question by Fast Butter. Said, who is going to hold Spo accountable? Who? I will. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. If nobody else will, I will. It's fucking Alex Toledo. He dropped the ball this season, and it's his fault we lost to the Timberwolves, honestly. You can blame Bam. You can blame Spo. But at the top of everything, it's Alex Toledo of Locked On Heat. He's just dropping the ball. It's fucking ridiculous. This cowardice at the journalism profession. Ernie yep. Pyle would be fucking sick. I don't even know who Ernie Pyle is. I don't either, but I love war it. Correspondent. <laughs> uh, I mean, IU grad. Jimmy Butler gives you 30, 10, and 8 on 39 minutes with one turnover, uh, three steals, a block, and you lose to the Timberwolves. I mean, what in the moose? What in the entire fuck? Did I just watch tonight? Like, it, it, okay, listen. Right. Here's the thing. So Three losses in a row, I was preparing. I was preparing for Moose at the movies today, and I felt really good after that first quarter. I was like, okay, cool. Let me, you know, get my shit ready. I can focus on this. How many come times have you said that this week? Yeah, I come back after a few minutes, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Everything went to hell. The team is. It looks like they're not even playing. Uh, it's just. They look exactly like the fucking jerseys they're wearing, and it's just <laughs> atrocious. It's awful. Brass, take uh, me out. Uh, I don't even want to talk about this game. I don't. I don't need I, – Tiff. Yes. I mean, <laughs> we have – you, you know what's funny? It's like it's – we. I feel like me and you have been on the same wavelength. There's times we've disagreed, you know what I mean? Um, but we've said for, you know, the whole year, the Heat need a three-level score. The Heat need to stop switching every fucking thing. They need to stop leaving Bam on the perimeter and fucking mm-hmm. guys like Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson to guard guys like Cat, you know, in, in the middle. Tonight, the Heat were out-rebounded 45-33. to 33. Again, Bam out of bio had four rebounds. It's hard to rebound when you're, when you're above the three-point line. <laughs> I mean, it's, hard to re- it's hard to rebound when you're guarding Ricky Rubio. <laughs> well, we gotta switch. We gotta switch. We can't let Ricky Rubio go off for God's sake. Fuck that. Fuck Carl Anthony Town. We gotta switch on this nigga Ricky Rubio before he goes fucking ham on us. Scramble situation. <laughs> yeah, yes. What in the goddamn hell are we doing? They're they're not good. They're just good not good in any facet of the game because everybody's getting hyped after these first quarters and it's like I didn't I literally watched that first quarter and I said okay looks like the last three nights I've seen this movie before and I know how it ends I saw this movie before I know who wrote it the motherfucker that directed it who did craft services the best boy grip I seen exactly And, and guess what we know what's coming back around and and the reality is, Jimmy's not going to be able to carry it. That pail is getting heavier and heavier and heavier. He's yep. not. He gave us everything he had in the playoffs. And he showed us with competent help, this is what I could do for you. But don't, but, don't, don't blow a lead that we shouldn't even have. Mm-hmm. And then bring me back in with eight minutes left. With 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 Tyler Duncan with Tyler Duncan shit whatever fuck it I call Might him well Tyler be. Duncan uh, Trevor Reza and Bam and try to get this lead back and against a team brass that you keep giving confidence to and this is my thing like you keep giving these sorry motherfuckers confidence instead of taking a five point lead that you didn't deserve into the fourth quarter and stepping on their goddamn necks uh, and beating the fuck out of them and putting them away. What you did was put out the worst fucking NBA lineup I have seen since the Globetrotters versus the fucking Washington Generals. 
Like mm. I, it was that was a comically bad lineup to start the fourth, and you lost that five point lead. And now Jimmy, oh shit, we eight minutes left. Jimmy, come back and save us after we've given these sorry fuckers named Vanderbilt and all these stupid some bitches. We gave them all the confidence in the world. Everyone thinks that. Well, once games really start to matter and we get the playoffs, you know, they'll be able to put their foot on the gas. They'll, they'll get back to They them. mattered three weeks no. ago. Yeah, I know. This, once games start to matter. Team, this team doesn't have it right now. And honestly, I just, I won five Arizas. No. Yes. <laughs> we squandered uh, uh, all-star caliber performance by Trevor Ariza tonight. Shameful. It just doesn't, it just doesn't matter. I keep telling people, you can either play defense, you can try and play defense, or you just can't. So you got guards that can't defend. You got guards that just keep, I don't understand the jumping in the air and passing the ball with no one to pass it to. I don't understand how we can't set a logical pick. That means you just stand still. You don't move your feet. You don't move your arms. You just stand there. As a junior high coach will tell you, nah, hug yourself. Easy. Just hug yourself if you're sure you can't do it. Just hug yourself. Nah, we got to make it hard. We got to get fucking That's too cute. easy. Like, I don't that's not the heat way. <laughs> we, like, we, <laughs> we getting so... Listen, Jack, I feel like we're getting so cute with shit. Like, that, that fourth quarter lineup was some cute shit, and I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand... Okay, there's a head coach, and there's, like, five assistant coaches. There's, there's, there's ball boys. There's towel boys. There's motherfuckers all over the fucking place. Somebody should have security guard. Yeah, the, the ball <laughs> dude. Somebody should have went. Spo, hey, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> what are you doing? What is this shit? Like, and I know it's at first. It's it's four minutes out of an entire game, but it, for me, it, it just it's like a microcosm of the season where you just think you're better than you really are, and that's how I feel about this team sometimes. Well, I. I want to get out ahead of this because we do have some easier games coming up. Obviously, oh, how could, it's going to get easier I, than this. Easier I than thought tonight was an easy game. No, but, it, but so if I signed you, up if, for if, it. If you look at our schedule, um, there are some easier games. So all I'm saying is, I wouldn't be shocked if this team could put you know, could string together two or three wins. But that's who. Yeah. No, but don't get fooled. But don't get. Fooled. There you go. I don't want to see any of you in our fucking. <laughs> Somebody clip that crying. in the Twitch chat. Yes. See, mm-hmm. see. I told you this team is this team is 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 fucking is solid, man. You guys were just freaking out over nothing. Over we nothing. Over you. Large you, enough. Fans get upset size. over nothing. Me, me. And honestly, one of the the most telling things to me is Ryan Cortez mm-hmm. tweeted out, embarrassing. Yeah, and that that's what has me freaking right. Out. Right, that yeah. has me upset. I'm like yeah. shook. I'm, I'm going to cry myself to sleep. I want a gift of brass of, of brass saying, "Don't get fooled." Like I want that, like because I, I'm going to put it up every time we beat yeah. another New York. Yeah, like I think we're um, Jack. I think we're nine and twenty-two against teams over five hundred, something like that, and three of them are against the Knicks. <laughs> Fucking it's all right, brass. Embarrassing. I mean, it's this is right, the worst brass. team in the NBA. They're tied with Houston for the worst team in the NBA. And we play Houston. Three games. And we play Houston. And, I mean, Brass is talking about an easy stretch of games coming up. And, yeah, don't get fooled. But the thing is, they're at 500 again for, like, the millionth time this season after rising above 500. They get a little nice stretch. You think something's coming. And then they lose Oladipo or something like that. Everything comes crashing down. Just wind out of their sails. So back at 500, and then they play the Nets next. The Nets are probably the most talented team in the NBA, and they might win. They might beat the Nets, and I'm going to put that within the realm of possibility. Even then, I wouldn't get fooled. I would say... Within the realm of fool's mm-hmm. gold. Yeah, I mean, any given night, they do have talent on the roster. I do think, like, this is just not a very good team. But, like, Bam and Jimmy, and then some confluence of Duncan and Tyler just having a hot game, like, that can happen. This is a streaky team. It's not going to have them for four straight quarters, but with their defense and with like a couple of quarters of hot shooting from some of their shooters, they can beat the Nets still doesn't mean shit because they've been hovering around 500. Meanwhile, the Celtics look kind of normal again. Like they Mm -hmm. don't look wonderful, but they're surging again. And now you're Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the East and you're looking at a play in game 
um, if Oladipo doesn't come back. Oladipo can sw- change a lot of things. Like, I do think right. Oladipo fixes mm-hmm. a lot of things, like a surprising amount of things. I don't think he fixes everything. He doesn't get them back to what they were last year. But he does fix a lot of issues. For he fixes a lot. Like, if Old Depot comes back, I have a different fucking... I'm, I'm sorry, Moose. You want to say something? Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, I agree with you that if Old Depot comes back, that changes things. But let's be honest. We're at a point in the season now where he needs to come back today. Like, we're, <laughs> right, running, right, we're, we're running out of right. fucking time here. Bro. About 12 like, minutes ago, man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Three like, games ago, he should have been back. Yeah, like... <laughs> I I have been saying all year long, like, don't worry. We're going to hit our stride. We're going to get in this rhythm. We're out of fucking time. Find your rhythm. This ship is fucking sinking right now. Drip, drop. Like, grab a life rep. Like, this shit is – I'm freaking out, all right? They need the fourth seed really bad, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't trust them against the Bucs. I know everybody Mm -mm. talks about – that being a favorable matchup. The this Bucks are better this year. Team. This is, the they're Bucks a lot are better, much this, better year, this year, and we're a lot worse. And I know it's um, a favorable matchup, Bam versus Giannis, but it, that 6-3 matchup, I would not put any money on that. That 4-5 is, they need to be at a 4-5 matchup if they're going to have a hope of getting out of the first round. Well, okay, I so I, I, during this whole, remember when they, when they were on a winning streak, and I was out here calling the shit fool's gold, and Tiff was out here calling it fool's gold, and it wasn't like we were upset at the win streak. We were just like, guys, there's a lot of games against the Knicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they climbed out of the cellar of the Eastern Conference by beating bad teams by two points, 96 to 94. You know what I mean? Like, we were saying this, and everyone said we were too negative, right? Um, so I, 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 before we get into anything else, remember, this is a drip drop Friday. Uh, we do this on the weekends where we take shots for subs. So here's with the subscriptions. Brass is going to call them out. Brass, do we have any subs? And I, I need to uh, I need to get some shots. Uh, real, we need a drink we do, tonight. We, we do uh, read more books. Subscribe for a one month tier. All right, read. Thank you. Thank you. OK. Reed. All right. Moose, get a shot. That's gotta hit him one time for reading rainbow. Dread drop. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, Eric the Great 539 gave out three tier one subs. Mm. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm I, right I'm, I'll be right oh, back. I need to get some stuff. Eric the Goat. Eric is the goat. Yeah, Eric is the shit. Here, I'll, I'll do a shot for that. Hit. Mm-hmm. Drip drop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is the only authorized uh, backup. Tiff, you, Tiff are you yes. happy? Oh, I'm, I'm exuberant. I'm 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 joyful. I'm 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 just. Woo! If I was at church right now, I'd be dancing. Mm, mm. Jesus, that's how I feel right now. I'm happy. So I don't like to gloat. I went to the Walmart liquor store, and for a dollar, (laughs) they gave me the holiday pack of Jim Beam. For a dollar? Yeah, for a dollar. That's um, a damn good deal. For a dollar. Yeah, and they were like, do you want this for a dollar? I'm like, Nick, yes. Hell <laughs> yeah. I mean. Hey, how many of them you got? I got, a, I got a $10 bill. That was the last one. I would have taken hey, I mean, I don't even like Jim Bean, but it's, it's alcohol. It's a dollar. The way um, they play the Jim Bean, I mean, come listen, on. Okay, we got we got some subs here. We got, here we go. Uh, Alonzo and Forms gave out five tier one subs. All Big right, Alonzo. Spence. 6331 gave out five tier one Who? subs. Big spend six sixty three thirty one. All right, big. Uh, uh, BB Honeycake subscribe for one month. I ain't calling no one. grown man Honeycake. <laughs> All right, Honeycakes. I got Honeycakes. I got Honey. I got Jim B. Oh, there you go, Alf. You take that one. Yeah, All you right. do it. Boom. You take that one. Honey and one time with the discount liquor. Dread drop. And, and Brian M. Like gave out five. Tier one subs. Brian, one you know we Walmart needed it. Special. There yes. we go, Brian. Hey, honey cakes. I got a surprise for y'all. Yeah, Because there's no Frankie. Uh, there's no Siobhan tonight. I have an ALF breakdown for y'all. Oh, and we, shoot. Whoa. We like to call this ALF's eye test. <laughs> Tired of PER, EFG, QBR, PDQ, and QVC? Wait, what? Well, ditch the calculators and spreadsheets and check out the only stat that truly matters. It's time for ALF's Eye Test. Because these shits are always delayed for me. Um, Okay, you ready for this, ALF? All right, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
All right, so uh, this motherfucker, D'Angelo dribbling the ball up. Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. Go back, go back. This is and this is such a small thing. But tell me why the fuck we switched here. Someone explain this. Go ahead, play it, Brad. D'Angelo Russell, who I mean, you, you got a scheme against him, right? Simple pick, and we switched, right? Why? They didn't even try to fight over it. They go back, go back and show the lack of fight and just like. No, no, you go ahead. You got it. You got it. You got it. Go ahead. There was no reason to switch. Teamwork. Okay, stop it right here, Brass. All right. So now Cat catches the ball and it's against a reason. So now you switch and you're so panicked about a reason against Cat. That you go down and you, you first of all you start digging and then you go straight you go to the straight double team trap. So if you were that worried about Cat in the first Should've place, stayed with why them. the fuck did you switch off of him? So go ahead and play it. Let's see what happens. Okay, we're digging a little bit. We're oh oh, oh no, panic, panic, panic. Oh here's <laughs> leave the shooter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why the fuck did you switch off of Cat? If you were that, that worried, by the way, <laughs> I mean, was. I'm sorry, I'm not Siobhan or Frankie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was perfect. That was that perfect. Was perfect. <laughs> but what the fuck are you doing? If you're that worried, if you don't think Ariza can handle Cat, don't switch. It was right. an off-ball pick from some, and it, I'm not. It, it, this was no bruiser coming at you, knocking you off your position. I don't even know what that white guy's name is. That number thirty-nine. Yeah, that's number thirty-nine. That's what he is in, what he is in the media playbook. <laughs> knocked you out of your defense. This create a player, and now you're completely out of position. And now you're panicking because Ariza's on cat. Bitch, you put Ariza on cat. Exactly. And now you left D'Angelo Russell. Is that true, Brass? Yeah. Is that, that a real stat? Can we Shreve, confirm is that? Is that real? That is Yo. real. Because if that's true... It says, it says the Heat bench has been outscored 165 to 83 the past three games. Someone guess I can be your hero. I skipped the word bench when reading it. I just thought the Heat has scored 83 points in the past three games, and I had to think about it for a second. Like, it feels right. That feels like second quarters. That feels like second quarters over the last month. Like If that's um, right... Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. What, what, but they deep, though. Yeah, the Heat bench scored 18, 22. Yeah, so am I, double A. 25 tonight. The, the Heat bench scored 25 tonight. They scored tw- a two. Hernan Gomez and Vanderbilt scored fucking 23 by themselves. Yo. All stars. Yo, Nas Vanderbilt? Reed, the, the 39, college? 41. They had 52 off the bench to our 25. Yo, Vanderbilt, or whatever that dude's name is, he gave them the business. He went in there and just basically told Precious, sit your ass down. This is my rebound. 14 rebounds. He he went in there and snatched everybody's chain off. 14 rebounds in 22 (laughs) minutes for Vanderbilt. He went in there and deboed everybody. Has has UD been on the bench yet? Is he still? Is he back in the fold? Or is he I, I saw him going, tonight. I saw him oh, tonight was, on the bench. Does it matter? Okay. Well, I w- watching <laughs> Tyler just clang all the threes in sight just made me like. I would honestly, I think I would rather watch UD shoot threes at this point. Yeah. Well, if no, this no. is his last year, let I'm him get some kidding. run. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. But no. But here's serious. my. But here's my thing, Brass. The guys who played like shit, Precious. Mm-hmm. Dragic and Hero. Instead of benching them, you played them with Vincent and Struess. What fucking sense does that make? And I'm not one of these guys. I'm not a fire Spo guy. I usually give Spo the benefit of the doubt. But goddamn it, that's some brain dead fucking shit to do. The three guys that are playing the worst on your team, you say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna team you up with Gabe Vincent and Max Truce to to, to to hold this fucking lead down till Jimmy comes back. What? I'm I feel like Sky Force wasn't playing this year because I'd love to. Yeah, because they those guys to down be. There. But I I feel like they um actually they messed up Gabe. Like Gabe was looking all right until he was until those those combinations was together. It's not. <laughs> I, I ain't blaming Gabe. I I ain't blaming none of the motherfuckers because it's not their fault. 
that they can't play together. It's like, listen, you put the five of us on the court against the Timberwolves. Is it our fault we get run off the court? No, well, we ain't getting run off the court. Uh, well, you might have you might have something to say, but the other four of us getting run off the court. <laughs> I ain't gonna I ain't gonna make it to the half court without wheezing. Is it my fault? I'm not getting on the court. Yeah. Is it <laughs> chilling? I'm fine. I'm not trying to get elbowed by a fucking six five dude. Chill with that. Like, I watch the game, homie. All right. <laughs> is it our fault or is it fault of the motherfucker that put us in thinking we could hold the lead against the Timberwolves? Right. It's everybody's fault. Like I'm just gonna keep it real. It's the coaching staff. It's the players. It's everybody. Because at some point. I mean, you there, so you must know how to do something. You can either rebound, you can shoot, you could play defense, you could box out, you could draw hard fouls. You should be able to do something. Do something. something. (laughs) Hold on, more of this honey shit. I mean, come on. They they there for a reason. So they gotta know how to do something. So yeah, Spo fucked up, but the players fucked up too. Like if the three ain't falling, take a step in. It, it ain't. I I, I will say. <laughs> go to the basket. Uh, How about you just drive to the fucking basket? Try and dunk it. All right. Th- Remember when everyone used to dunk the ball? Why 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 do we see that anymore? I mean, they shot forty percent from three. The, the three wasn't a problem tonight. The three wasn't a problem. The problem was you ain't you ain't deed nobody up. You ain't get no boards, but rebounding don't matter. Remember, everybody told me that. Everyone said rebounding doesn't they matter. They told me, "Don't worry about rebounds. You don't need rebounds." You played oh, some no of the rings, worst. No, uh, no rebounds, no rings. Never forget that. <laughs> uh, the 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 lack of Iguodala in the in on the bench just caused some of the weirdest decisions. I somebody put in the chat that they played Struce at the four, and now they weren't joking. No, he was at the four for a minute mm-hmm. for the for the beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> When you lost your lead. And it's funny how, because Iggy's hurt. He's hurt. He's oh, He's been sure. laboring. But it's yeah. so funny how everybody was like, he old. He can't do this. He can't do that. Y'all miss his ass now. But the, yeah. the thing was always, Iggy can't, Iggy can't be your solution night in and night out. And that's the whole thing. And so tonight, listen, I'm, I'm going to harp on that lineup to start the fourth for this one game. But this is just a, it's, it's indicative of the entire fucking season. Yeah. It is a team that can't score, a team that's putrid offensively, a team that came into the season relying on guys like Iggy and Goron and and putting the entire load on Jimmy's back, and then also saying we're going to get this huge leap from Tyler and Bam. That is a risky fucking gamble. And I will say they went into the trade deadline. And they address the issues. And yes. I feel a lot better when if, if and when Depot comes back. But but this is the team that we have been complaining about since December. Through winning streaks, through hot streaks, through when they when they climbed out of seven games under five hundred. I we Tiff, they were getting on us. Yep. They were killing us. They were saying we're too negative. And we were like, this this ain't it. But you know, this is the team. This is it. And but if I, like well, we I got, but Jack, <laughs> if Vic comes back, I feel a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking ridiculous how easy a fix mm-hmm. a lot of these things are, which is just. They should have gotten a guard in the offseason that wasn't yeah. fucking Avery Bradley. <laughs> like somebody could consistently play yeah. Avery Bradley. The reason, like when. When I found out about the signing, like I texted Brass immediately. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. I wasn't taking Tinder pics. Man. I'm just saying you were I doing taking, something. I was taking a picture for Dos Minutos. Was it uh, Bumble? It, no, it was, I sent it to Dos. Uh, That's crazy. It, it's, okay. But no, right, so what the Avery Bradley signing was ridiculous because like, he hadn't been able to be consistently available in years. And you, the reason you sign a guy like that is to be consistently available. Oladipo is a little different because he costs nothing. But again, that's a guy who's like not consistently available. They need a body who can allow Goron to rest. Who can? T- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Take some pressure off of Tyler. Take some pressure off to off of Duncan. And then that fixes a lot of their issues, just not having to rely on none and gave Vincent as much as they should because those are not players you can rely on. It's a quick fucking fix, but they're so far away from it because who are who are they going to get? Depot might come back, but I don't trust him to stay healthy. I I think honestly, have you seen this Jazz kid? I might just start watching the Marlins. <laughs> hey. We we are very Hot close team. to becoming a Hot Marlins uh, post game show. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Um, I'm, I'm going to address something. And I'm going to put myself out there. Should have traded Tyler Hero for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, for sure. And you still could have got fucking Victor Oladipo. I've been saying should have been traded way before Kyle Lowry came into the picture. So now I'm not mad at Tyler Hero. The reason you supposed you should have traded Tyler Hero for Kyle Lowry is because you fucked the offseason up by bringing in Avery Bradley as your only guard. You fucked up back then, and the only way to did not just just punt on a Jimmy Butler fucking MVP type season was to go ahead and come get go get a vet that can go do something for you. I guarantee you. Kyle Lowry wouldn't have been a minus 25 tonight. I guarantee you that Kyle Lowry is – I don't know if Tyler Hero will ever be as good as Kyle Lowry is this season. And I know I'm going to get heat for that shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't know if – unless he puts on 30 pounds of muscle, starts finishing in tra- traffic. <laughs> I know it hurts, Moose. I, but – Tyler Hero to me is a luxury when you have a guy like Goran Dragic out here scoring 20 points a game in the playoffs. Right. Tyler Tyler Hero became comes this really awesome luxury to have. But when you are depending on Tyler Hero, because Goran Dragic is who he is, he's old and no one should have ever expected him to have the kind of offensive production that he had after a three-month break in the bubble. And we saw he couldn't even get through the bubble healthy. After the shortest offseason in history, whoever thought he was going to come back and be a trailblazer, you're fucking, you're kidding yourself. And now you're relying on Tyler Hero. It's not Tyler Hero's fault he should have been traded for Kyle Lowry. It's the Heat's fault, but he still should have been traded for Kyle Lowry. You still should have brought in, in, in Victor Oladipo, and you would have a much better chance of being a contender this season than you do right now. Right. Because even if Tyler, even if Victor Oladipo went out injured. He was. We would have been a luxury at that point if you had Kyle Lowry. You, Tiff, 
They don't have a fucking point guard. No. Well, and not even, let's just say, I won't even say you had to trade him for, for Kyle, but he's the one piece that you are going to trade. You're not trading yes. Bam and yes. you're not trading Jimmy. You needed a third player. You needed yes. a third go-getter. He's the one piece that can't be moved. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like, oh, he's dog shit or he's never going to materialize. It ain't his fault. It it's ain't not his fault. fault. And we don't know the future, but we know right now he's the one commodity that you could have moved. Yes, well, again, I prefer has, what Tiff said. But yes. he still has potential. <laughs> he does, but that's why I'm saying but it. That's he's, the thing. That's when, that's, that's that's when, when you, you move him. You have to trade a player for exactly. a good player. Correct. But how many Play times have we player. talked about that he don't ever trade somebody at their max value? Oh, every year we say that. They don't ever sell hot? Yeah. Because it's the, the problem with this team is you've got two pieces when they're playing at full force. They're ready to go win right now. And then you've got, and then you got everybody else that wants to just fill in when they can. This isn't like a, a no call, no show. No, you got to show up every day. They don't, <laughs> they don't have time for Tyler Hero to go gain 20 pounds this off season. Jim, I mean, Bam does. Jimmy don't have time. Like Jimmy's playing his yeah. ass off and you've surrounded him with a bunch, a bunch of guys that you have to fucking play magic tricks to get them an open shot. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like listen for all you people who argue with me that Kendrick Nunn it, uh, is better than Victor Oladipo. Get the fuck out of my mentions and never at me again. Like you're dumb. Somebody said, "Oh, he's gonna, he, he's a better defender than Victor is at this point." Victor Oladipo on one leg was better. On one leg, he'd <laughs> be a better defender than Kendrick Nunn was tonight. Like I'm sorry, and I, like I said, it's not Tyler's fault. I'm not blaming Tyler. I'm blaming the heel organization for not addressing this need. And the only way to address this need properly was to trade. And honestly, <laughs> who trashed KO? Hold on, hold on, hold, hold up, on. hold up. Was that the right? You he says you. Okay, yeah, Jeff is. You though. guys trash him. Who's laughing now? I want to clarify something yes. because there's get him, a lot, get him, there's, brass. There's a lot of shit on the timeline about oh Kelly Olynyk. Oh man, you know, uh, get him, uh, brass. That, that he got fleeced. You know, Riley got fleeced on this this trade. I don't know. I I looked yesterday. Pretty sure they're like two and nine in Houston since it's yeah. Houston still fucking sucks. And we've said the whole time he's a looter and a riot. Kelly is good. I like Kelly. It would have been cool to keep Kelly, but you make that fucking trade every time. Every fucking time you get that I fucking still trade. Make I still make it even knowing this outcome. Exactly. I still make that fucking deal. Well, you're you not that much worse. Yeah. <laughs> You gave up nothing. You showed at least you showed Jimmy that you tried. What can yep. you do? And also, like with Kelly on this team and Noel Oladipo, I don't think they win any of the games they just lost. Like I don't think they <laughs> beat the Timberwolves. <laughs> I think Bielitsa has been fine. Like he's not like it's not his fault. Like he's been Kelly. a fine player. Kelly's good. I really like Kelly. We all really like Kelly, but he's not a difference maker for the Heat right now. Like. He's also, nothing. I'm sorry. I have said Kelly? all season that the Heat were better when Kelly Olynyk was on the floor. The problem was that even when Kelly Olynyk was on the floor, they were a 500 team. Exactly. You make the trade because the upside <laughs> of Victor Oladipo. <laughs> yeah, we would have won with Kelly. Go ahead, blow me. Um, <laughs> we would have won with fucking Victor too. We would have been the worst team in the NBA. Oh my god! Thank oh you. wow, cool. It's so it's so awesome that we you know we beat the. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One more. One more. Ball handling load. Yeah, blow me. Um, we would have. I mean, we beat the Knicks with fucking Kelly. Like here's that's the thing. Like they were this the upside of having Victor. We know what Kelly brought you. Kelly brought you a 500 team. Victor is somebody who could take you to another level. So stop with the, oh, we, we miss Kelly. No, we don't. We don't. We're the same fucking shit team with or without Kelly. Listen, I, Kelly is a great man. I, I will hang out with him at Coachella. We'll smoke a J together. We'll chill. We'll we'll go to the kitchen. I know he likes to cook. Stop, Moose. Stop, Moose. You don't owe no explanations on that. Now over Victor. You don't owe any explanations to that. And I like Kelly. <laughs> and I said, I have been saying forever, everyone called me the plus minus Kelly guy, net rating, blah, blah, blah. Everyone made fun of me because I said, 
They're better when Kelly's on the floor. He's their best option at power forward. I used to get shit on Twitter all the time over it. So don't come here saying that we've been shitting on Kelly because we have not, or at least I have not. Um, and by the way, and honestly, I still agree with the trade because fuck Kelly. Like you weren't winning no fucking chip because Kelly was on your fucking team. Fuck out of here. If you were told that you know if Depot were out when the uh, trade happened, and you were told like Depot may or may not come back with like 15 games to go, are you still pulling trigger? Send it in. Yeah. Send it in. Yeah, because it wasn't working with Kelly anyway. And honestly, I wish I was on the fucking phones when Masai asked for fucking Tyler for Kyle. I'd be like, send that shit in too. I know, Moose. I know it hurts your heart. I'm going to mute this shit again. <laughs> I know it hurts your heart. But you could have fucking had Kyle Lowry and fucking Victor Oladipo uh, instead of fucking uh, Tyler Hero out there with a minus 25 and four fucking points on one for seven shooting against the Timberwolves' vaunted defense. Fuck out of here. And I, I, it's not, I, I like I said, I'll say it a thousand times. It ain't, Kyler, it ain't Tyler's fault. Moose, what, 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 what are you doing? What is Moose? that? What are you doing? What is that? That's him in the bubble. Just... <laughs> going nowhere. Going nowhere, shit, by you, the way. Shit, you had to go way back in your memory for that because the bubble was a while ago. Yeah, drip, doing all <laughs> that dribbling into I a tougher shot. <laughs> and pe- people are saying Lowry is like, he's not playing in Toronto. Is that because he's hurt they're or is because he's like, guys? Yeah, they're tanking. He's like, they're guys, tanking. he walked off that court before the trade deadline crying people were in tears because he knew like that was his last game with the fucking raptors the the, 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 the one the one thing i will say it is really hard for riley to sit there on the phone with a motherfucker and offer one of your young your your young pieces for kyle lowry when these motherfuckers really have no leverage like like i i get it on on riley's part like the 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 pride it would have taken to just be like, okay, yeah, I know you're not even going to play this motherfucker for the rest of the season so you can get a better draft pick, but I'm going to give you Tyler Hero for him. To me, if, if fucking Masai fucked that shit all the way the fuck up. I, I mean, like... Uh, Masai fucked up for for Lowry. Like, that was... It's not cool what he did to yeah. Lowry, man. That was some cold shit. But that was, that was my... that So my thing... Yes, I would have traded, Ty- but I don't blame, uh, I don't blame Riley for not doing it because, like, I would have been like, "Wait, are you serious, motherfucker? Like, you won't trade me this nigga, and you ain't even gonna play him? Like, what, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, do you want him to live in Toronto that bad? Nobody wants to live in Toronto that bad. It's cold as shit. So, like, basically, Masai got nothing for um, Kyle Lowry. And then now he's not even playing him. Yeah, he overplayed his hand big time. Yeah, and honestly, I like I would have traded Tyler, but I think it, I can understand why the Heat did it. Like, bitch, you ain't gonna get a, one of our, our our best young pieces for a guy you're not even gonna play, you know, to get a better draft pick. But anyway, because tonight was so fucking miserable, we need a, a pick me up. Um, and we, whenever we need a pick me up, we go to Moose. Because Moose is our is look, he's always smiling. He's just a little ray of sunshine over there in his tiny apartment. <laughs> Gotta hit him one time for some sunshine. There we are. Drip drop. So we are gonna do our oh my god, what kind of Jim Bean did I just have? Nine nine cent Jim Bean. Oh my god, it was that apple. Oh, that was fucking gross. <laughs> Don't ever drink. Unless it's they like don't, a, it's they expired don't culture. Yeah, don't ever drink this one. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. Why would you want apple in the middle of your fucking liquor? Anyway, let's go we'll to Moose. Sp- we'll take a sponsorship though. Unless hey, if oh, you yeah, want no, to sponsor us, apple of Jim Beam. Oh, it hmm. puts hair on your balls. Um, and then apple you shave them with Manscaped. There you go. Um, but anyway, let's go to Moose at the movies. One man, two desires. Drip drop and cinema. How we doing, people? 
That popcorn is so damn good. It's so hard not to eat it when it's just sitting there the entire time. What's All right, welcome to... It's a podcast <laughs> with Frankie and I where we talk about movies and TVs. They're also a big sponsor of Hangover Time. Yeah, we'll get you on there. We'll talk about it later. Right Man, now, it's Moose at the Movies. You, you To be a sponsor, you got to cut a check, motherfucker. Uh, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. Okay. So this week... I want to take us all back to the year 1996. See, the world was a simpler time back then. Bill Clinton had just been re-elected president for a second term. The Macarena was sweeping the nation as the hottest song in the country. Hey, Macarena. Oh! And somewhere in New York City, a 12-year-old boy named Max Connor stumbles upon a magic boom Yes. Box and unlocks a seven-foot-tall black genie that had been trapped for thousands yes. of years. Yes. That's right, people. It's time to break down the pinnacle of Shaquille O'Neal's acting yes. career with the one, the only, Kazam! I worked on that all day. All right. <laughs> See, in 1996, Shaq had his sights set on Hollywood. Literally. He just joined the Lakers and figured it was time to make a splash on the silver screen. LeBron. So, of course... LeBron. Sorry. Yeah, it's never been done before. <laughs> so, of course... Shaq loves the kids, baby. Why not put him in a child's film? Duh. All right. On Crazy. paper. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> On paper, this whimsical tale is about a troubled youth dealing with the angst of puberty and the urge to reconnect with his estranged father. But at its core, it's just a fucking shitty movie with no plot, no heart. Uh, uh, no real thought process put behind it besides just the idea of like, hey, let's put Shaq in a movie. I mean, listen to this storyline, okay? Right off the bat, we get the classic Disney single parent thing, okay? Max gets bullied from kids at school. He hates his mom's new boyfriend, which, by the way, happens to be the only nice guy in this entire movie. Like, the only guy that actually asks Max, like, hey, buddy, how you doing? How you feeling? It's the only guy that cares about him, all right? He's a firefighter, a real American hero. I lost my place, but I'm back now. <laughs> Somehow his dad just happens to be back in town working at a nightclub. Some underground CD black market scheme, like whatever the fuck that is, I, I, I don't know. It's somehow connected to the mob. What I can say about this movie, though, is that it must have been a blast for the writers. I mean, you can tell they just had, like, an infinite supply of cocaine on hand. It was just dramatically <laughs> shifting storylines like crazy. Like, I'm just picturing the writers basically being like... All right. Okay, so we got Shaq, right? And uh, let's let's make him a genie. A genie. Okay, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, and then, uh... Okay, but you know what? How about... How about he's a genie for a 12-year-old kid? And he's a seven-foot-tall black man. And he's going to be following him around everywhere. But nobody questions it. Yeah, that's fucking good. That's really, really good. Okay, okay. And then what about... What about... Okay, no. Let's make him a rap star. So he's a genie. He's hanging out with kids. And he's a rapper. God damn, this is fucking good. Cheryl, we need more candy. See what the writers failed to realize... <laughs> what the writers failed to realize was that we have to like the main character yeah like you you have to be you know there for the ride and along with him and rooting for him but this 12 year old kid just straight up is an asshole and as much as they try to make us like max i mean it's true it's just not happened I mean, he was talking back to his mother the entire time. He was skipping school, wandering throughout the city late into the night. And even the way he treats his genie, he straight up says to him these exact words. So until I make my wishes, I own you. Wow. Really, motherfucker? Wow. Really, motherfucker? Max is basically a plantation owner with a Sega Genesis <laughs> and some ripped jeans. I mean, but, what the fuck? Moose, but was that not every white kid in 90s movies? You know what? Yes, but we're focusing on this one. But come okay, back to me I, on Scream Beat where we're going to do a special pod. Because I'm thinking Jungle to Jungle and fucking a lot. Eddie, it was, that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas in every fucking movie he was ever in. Yes. Oh, my God. 90s heartthrob. Yes. Yes. Totally. <laughs> totally. JTT. Yes. I, I, I Listen, everyone, I like when you do this because I get to show my range. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. Um <laughs> Honestly, though, the most blasphemous part of this movie is uh, they decide to have like a rap battle between Shaq and, and the little kid. 
And uh, it's to a classic song called We Genie. Um, once again, it requires a white man to show the black man how it's done. Uh, and it's excruciating. So great job, Disney. Way to tackle the race card in 1996. Well done. But out of nowhere, this kid tracks down his father. He just Is walks into some... Oh, <laughs> it looks like him, right? <laughs> it it kind of looks like him. But you can see, like, he's a clearly good dad. There's a lot of love in those eyes. Um, that is such a 90s blazer he's got on, too. It's, dude, this movie was so <laughs> 90s. It was such a blast from the past. Uh, what's funny, too, is I watched it when I was a little kid, and I thought it was good. This time around, it was an excruciating watch. Um, so he, he just tracks down his dad. He walks into some nightclub because, of course, a 12-year-old kid, he just has all access throughout the city. You know, why even ask a kid if they should be in a nightclub? Did he have a this skateboard? Piece, uh, no, he just fucking walked in. Oh, because he's white. Just, he's 12. He's he owns white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> this piece of shit dad doesn't even recognize him because he left when the kid was two. And we really don't even know what he does for a living. Again, he works with the mob. It's some underground... Yeah, black market CD scam that's worth millions. Uh, he really, all he does is host concerts. And of course, Kazam ends up on stage rapping. See, the mob boss somehow realizes that Kazam is actually a genie. Um, how? We don't know. The plot doesn't matter. Details don't matter. They just gotta hit the mark. They keep it moving. So he beats the shit out of Max's dad for information. And uh, the son finally uh, gives in. That's when Max tries to use up a wish on his piece of shit father. But Shaq can't do it, because Kazam is just a genie. And stuff about love and life, that's only for jinns. And yes, I feel very weird saying jinn, because it feels racist. So I'm only gonna say jinn one more time, jinn. <laughs> also, at this point, Kazam has a record deal. That's another thing to mention. It's just, it's, it's all over the place. Um, and Anyways, he can't do Max's bullshit wish. Uh, so while Kazam is rapping with 90s rap royalty, Debrat, it was great. She, she looked fantastic. Um, it, it, yeah, no, hey, hey, it was, it was great. It was great. Uh, the mob boss finally gets his hand on Max, and spoiler alert, he kills him. Uh, I totally <laughs> forgot about this. I was, I, I was shocked. Wait, he killed who? He killed Yo, the kid? The mob boss killed the fucking... It was the best part of the movie. It was the only time that, like, I sat up and, like... I was like real. Oh, oh, shit. This, I gotta pay attention. This shit's good. Um, but it was it was the only decent part of the film. The mob boss just straight up kills a 12-year-old boy. It's fantastic. I mean, Alpha basically did that to Tyler Hero tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. The screams of Max falling down an empty elevator shaft just summon Kazam. And at this moment, Shaq... He becomes an action star and he beats up everyone in the room. Then in some in some great 1996 CGI, uh, he turns the mob boss into a basketball and slams him into a garbage can. Is that Tony uh, Fiorentino? Because it's Jack. <laughs> it kind of looks like him. Kind of looks like him. That's Dennis yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. So the climactic Fantastic. finish. The climactic finish to this movie is that Kazam finds uh, is holding a lifeless Max in his arms. And at this moment, Shaq is beside himself, saying this stupid kid was his only friend in over 10,000 years. It's the saddest shit I've ever heard, really. Um, and magic, <laughs> Shaq, <laughs> so Shaq magically turns into God and just brings this kid back to life um, out of the love of his heart. Well, you have, like, you, you have to snort I'm, a line before you say Shaq turns into okay. God. Okay, Do so how are we, I, I just picture like the writers being like, okay, so how are we going to get to this ending where Shaq is just, is, is giving him back to life? I got it! So we're going to kill the kid, all right? I'm going to throw him down an empty shaft. I don't know what happened to my mic here. And then, and then Shaq will be resurrected. Just like Jesus. <laughs> He magically turns into God. <laughs> and they have a second. So, oh, so Shaq says that he is now free and he's a jinn. Uh, only because Max's last wish was uh, for his dad to have a second chance at life. And that wish was so loving that it freed him. So Max wakes up in a burning building being I, rescued I by. Like, 
Moses, I can't, I can't listen anymore to this. Well, I, I'm on the last paragraph. This is really good. <laughs> it's it's really so good. fucking bad. Go ahead. It's, no, it's really good. It's, it's really so good. It's so bad. I've once never you seen get this to him, movie. No, but once you get to him turning into God, like, it's really, like, it's a really... <laughs> that did it for me, but go ahead. It's a really joyful redemption story. You're going to see. So, <laughs> so Max's dad also makes it out of the burning building alive. And he literally says to Max, I'm not making this up. He goes... This is so weird. Your giant Fred sends something to me about a second chance. And then he looks at the kid and he goes, you're a good kid, Max. You got a big heart. But listen, I got to go take care of some stuff. And I got to go handle some business. So I'll be back in a couple of years, all right? We'll, we'll reconvene. We'll, we'll catch up again. Oh, we'll pick up this father-son relationship in like 15 years, all right? Kazam isn't your typical 90s kids movie. It's <laughs> barely even a movie, all right? With a Rotten Tomatoes score of 5% and a Moose at the Movie score of negative 420, it will stand the test of time of one of the saddest Disney movies in their illustrious family film history and the worst knockoff impersonation of Robin Williams' beloved blue genie in Aladdin. But I do got to give credit to Shaq in one way. He will always be remembered as one of the most dominant players in the NBA and one of the most dominant box office flaps in Hollywood history. Brass, take me out. Wow. <laughs> no, but I'm... like actually take him out. Like fucking kill this dude. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> uh, oh boy. <laughs> Alf, uh, Brass, you want to read that? Uh, yeah. So from Jimmy post game, Butler expressing frustration. I don't know what team is going to show up on any given night blames defensive issues in part on just being soft, scared of contact. He wants Bam to attack the rim more. He lets people off the hook play bully ball. Yikes. Mm. Guess he been reading my tweets. I think Bam just needs to become a, what is it? A gin? Is that what I got from that? <laughs> Uh, I legit uh, looked the word up. I was like, "Can I say this?" <laughs> Yo, Jimmy's gonna show up to impress with sexy shoes, and he's gonna walk in, and it's gonna be four janitors, and he's gonna say, "All right, we're gonna play against y'all." <laughs> That's what's call, about to happen. Don't call Dwayne Deadman a janitor. I mean, why didn't he play tonight? I didn't. Wait he a minute. First of all. Game. Hold up, hold up. Sorry, Brass. Hold up. No, First of all, I said four janitors. I actually mean motherfuckers oh, that were the overalls. Oh, I thought you meant Dwayne Deadman because he does look like a janitor. <laughs> Dwayne Deadman has 84 keys on his key Oh, not again. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dwayne... Dwayne Debbins' entire wardrobe consists of Dickie's pants. <laughs> what? No. You guys, nothing? Nothing from you guys? Um, but no, that is a telling. Like, have you guys heard Jimmy talk like that? No, yes, in Minnesota. Yeah, no, I'm saying. No, no, he's no, about I'm saying, yeah, on, on the yeah. heat, though. That's right, Jim, that's that's Jimmy at the end of his rope, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's about to get four nobodies and walk in the gym and tell everybody, "Let's go." I mean, don't don't call Gabe Vincent a nobody, man. Like <laughs> headliner, about to get a spot in Utah. Here's the thing, though. I think right. Honestly, I think Bam is the guy to respond to that. Like you hope so. Like I think like if you're gonna try to be optimistic about it, which I'm gonna try to be optimistic about it. I do think Bam is the fucking kind of guy who's going to respond to Jimmy directly. And, like, if Jimmy's going to fucking bully him, I think Bam can fucking take it. I don't think Bam is Carl Anthony Towns or, like, fucking Joel Embiid in that way. Like, I think Bam's proven inability to push himself. Right. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to push himself real hard for a couple games for sure. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't even think that's bullying. I think no. that's just it, calling no. it what it and again, is. I'm not, and I'm not. I don't want to be blaming Bam because Bam is Bam is really fucking. No, crazy. but I don't Bam think Jimmy's so problems. Right, but I don't think Jimmy's bully. bullying him. He's not bullying. It's no. tough love. But I also think it like is. they've set up this rapport where maybe right. him and Cat, him and Cat clearly didn't have this kind of relationship. I do think him and Bam have this relationship because I think yes. the other thing is that Cat is like this otherworldly, like highly heralded superstar. 
They're like, why the fuck would he listen to Jimmy Butler? Same thing with Joel Embiid. Bam has kind of that like underdog mentality that Jimmy does, I think. But this, the, also, way this, the way this team looks right now, this is how people in the national media, they expected this team to look last year. The way they're but playing it's, right now. It's a funny game when Bam goes seven for eight from the field, three for five from the free throw line to, you know, to say Bam is, you know, it's Bam. I mean, he only shot eight times. And yeah, you can go at him, but like, there's a lot. Like the list, he, he's not the biggest problem on this. No. this. Man, they also need guys <laughs> to get him the ball. Like exactly, they don't have, anybody to get they don't the have anyone. They can't even feed the post when he's in the post. Hey, you know who would have got him the ball? Kyle fucking Lowry. <laughs> the only one getting fed out there is Bielitsa. Yeah. Oh. Belly. Fucking slower and slower every game. I'm like I'm. I'm really tired. I'm sorry, y'all. He looks slower and slower every game. I'm. I'm. I'm mad. I get mad at Bam, but I'm also mad at the fact that Bam has to run the fucking offense because we don't have a fucking yep. point guard. Like, yep. listen. Like, I, I'm so tired of blaming these players. Like, I really am. It's the Heat front office needs to catch a lot of fucking flack. And they try to fix it at the trade deadline. And you what you did was you 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 held your chips very close to your chest, and I don't completely blame you, right? You didn't pick up a point guard. What you did is you went for the cheap, easy option in Victor Oladipo, who we all know is fucking hurt all the time. So now the hopes of this season rest on Victor Oladipo's fucking raggedy ass knees. And and let's call it spade a spade because it's legit. Tell me I'm wrong. Because if Victor Oladipo is not healthy, they, they, this team may make it out to play in round. They might have a chance of making it out the first round, given like let's say they draw the Knicks on a four or five matchup out of some grace of God. They're not making past the second round if Victor Oladipo isn't healthy. You went the budget route. You didn't want to play your cards because you still think you might get Bradley Beal or you might get Kawhi Leonard. You keep thinking like, and honestly, if they do, then the gamble was right. But if you don't pull any of those fucking chips in the next few seasons, like it's going to look real shitty that you wasted Jimmy's prime. And that's all I'm going to say. That's not actually all I'm going to say. I'm going to say a lot more until we cut off. But um, I, I, I know, I, I know, I, I know. People think I sound harsh, but fuck, like you well, sound harsh because I'm gonna tell you, I, I, I don't. Even if Victor comes back, he's gonna be uh, what seventy percent. He he's not gonna be close to healthy if he comes back because we only got we only got so many games left. He's not gonna be healthy if he comes back. So what's the point of coming back? And no, you no, can't no, no. Rush yourself, especially when you're going into the playoffs like that. Because in the playoffs, like, the speed like, intensifies. Like, they got to stop looking for the great hope to walk in the door. They got to stop looking for that. Ain't nobody I, walking o- in. Oladipo's in an interesting position where he's actually normally a player would want to sit this out and not risk uh, re aggravation to your injury. But Oladipo does want to raise his value. So from yeah, but you can't you can't raise too. you can't raise your value on roller skates like he's not going to be healthy right but I'm but always I'm saying, saying that I'm always saying you can't raise your value on roller skates <laughs> <laughs> that's a saying in the Alfonso family we got enough pillows 